uh, so we know where we started. But will we know where we go? Definitely not. Not. We will know where we go when When we get get there. there. And we'll get there precisely when we mean to. That's right. When we were meant to get there. Exactly. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Draft Politics. I'm your host, Steve. And with me here, as always, even though it's a holiday week, is it's EJ. Happy Thanksgiving, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, We're not quite there. We're almost there. Almost there. Almost there. We have a, a, a short week. And, and I have to say, one of the things I appreciate about Thanksgiving is that it's like, it's a very universal holiday in this country. Like, you know, like, you know, some people yeah. don't celebrate Christmas. I mean, like, like, no, Thanksgiving, like, no, 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 everybody's cool with, like, let's just get ourselves bloated on turkey and stuffing and potatoes. There's and no religion that's anti-turkey consumption. On food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except, I don't know, maybe the Scientologists don't like it. Maybe they're anti-tryptophan. I bet they are. Yeah, I bet probably. they are. I bet that's where it is. Probably. Uh, also, controversial opinion, turkey sucks. But that's okay. Not the country. The meat. The meat. That's an international, international segment. Hi, everybody. <laughs> wow. A little no, bit of chaos today. A little uh, bit of chaos. We talked about coming to Metropolitan to uh, record, and it was like the timing really didn't work very well, so we were going to go to uh, Revolution Brewing instead, and uh, got there, and turns out that it's closed on Tuesdays, so we ended up going to a Metropolitan. Metropolitan yeah. So that works out. You um, see, we should always trust your first instinct and yes. your first plan so yes. we're here at metropolitan and i know that we were not here very long ago and actually we've talked about them a lot um and we've talked about them because in october they filed for bankruptcy yes. um and uh, you know they've been around since 2009 one of the oldest kind of craft brewers in in chicago and so it was a big shock to the shock to the community um, and when we were speaking with Carl Rutherford on episode 100, he was talking about it as part of the Craft Brewers Guild. Um, he particularly called out the microvolt, which is a 3.6% lager. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it's, uh, you want to get in on that microvolt now if you uh, had, had an inkling that you wanted to try it because it will not be uh, there for much longer. So they'll be closing officially on December 17th. Uh, one of these sort of like real early uh, craft brew operations yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, you think of Half Acre, Metropolitan was one of the ones that was like really uh, early on before tap rooms were really a thing. It was just making beer. Yeah. Um, you and know, it, so, it, it, yeah. I mean, it sucks, man. They filed for bank- bankruptcy. They had this dispute with their landlord, you know, some other debt problems. Um, and there is... And as Carl said, and and other people have reported on, a kind of reckoning that's going on with craft beer right now, um, and it's it's really a shame to see these guys impacted by it. Um, they're, you know, one of two I think really good German breweries here in in the city, um, between you know here in Dovetail. Um, but I, I still argue top three spaces. Oh, yeah. It's a gorgeous space. Uh, you have the beautiful deck here. Um, you know, maybe some other brewery will come here and, and really kind of take advantage of, of what's already been put in place here. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah. 
So, so we want to make sure we were here uh, before they go. and yeah, at least uh, one more if, time. And, and we looked at their their T-shirt stock, hoping we could get a commemorative shirt, and they're all smalls. Yeah, so but I did get a hat. If you are if you are a, a smaller person than me, consider the T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, EJ got a hat. I'm, gonna, I'm thinking I might get one of their big uh, beer steins nice. before I go. So, I, uh, uh, so they're, yeah. they're open until December 17th. Please come on by. Buy some beer. Take some home. Drink some here. Um, yep. yep. Uh, good folks. Hopefully they they land on their feet uh, and come back with something else. And if they do, we'll we'll let you know. So, uh, onto the politics side of things, uh, we kind of like put this outline together fairly quickly. Uh, it was a little chaotic getting here and getting everything together. So, uh, bear with us. Um, it'll probably be a shorter podcast than what we did last time. You're welcome. I hope you're okay with that. Yeah. Exactly. So getting the value for your money, not so much this time. It's it's in this weird <laughs> thing, and and I'll tell you, I I went back and listened to some of our podcasts a year out from the twenty twenty election, which were different. And we didn't have nearly so much dread in those podcasts. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh oh, what a world it was. You know, at this point, you know, we were excited about. Every one of the twenty-six candidates running for Democrat for the Democratic nomination, except Biden. What's that? Except, except Biden. Biden. Well, he wasn't running yet. Right. He hadn't started running yet. I mean, and Seth Moulton. Even though I have the Seth Moulton T-shirt. Right. And side note and true story, I was talking to a colleague of mine, and he made a joke about Seth Moulton. And I was like, I have a Seth Moulton T-shirt. He's like, <laughs> I have beers with that guy like once a month. That's funny. He's just a friend of his. He's like really good guy. I'm like, huh. That guy never should have run for president. So now we've got all this existential dread because uh, every news organization needs to put out every poll that shows Biden as terrible and report on David Axelrod, who's like, well, Biden should just drop out. What's, what's going on? We talked about this before, but it just continues. And what's really interesting to me, and I'll, I, I want your take on this, too, I've seen both. You know, kind of negative polls. I've seen actually positive polls where Biden's approval rating is ticking up to something that's still not great, but a little better. Yeah. Um, and I saw in the outline, we talked about like, oh, the Israel-Palestine handling not going well. But I saw polls that said it was going really well with younger folks, 18 to 25, really? 28. Yes. I've been seeing ex- like literally the exact opposite exactly. of that. Exactly. And this is the thing that's... Huh. Um, is it all about who you follow, what you see? I just want to see how the f*** they uh, are able to poll people that young. Like, I oh, mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't answer my phone ever. Like, unless I know who the person is, I don't answer my phone. So if a pollster called me, literally no chance I would respond to it. Now, there's like a email, like, poll thing that I get from Civics, I think, something like that. Yeah. Where I'll fill out those surveys. But... All they ask me about, honestly, is should the government prosecute Google? I don't know why. Um, you know, and what's really funny is, as a survey guy, right? I have had these conversations with people who are in the business, and I can't mention who they are because our listener might tell on me. But you know how they get, how they recruit people, how they build panels, how random the samples really are. Yeah, and they're not that random. No. <laughs> um, and it's it's really going to be fascinating over the next year 
to see how that shakes out. And, you know, look, polling firms get paid to poll. No, no, they don't. They get paid to report on the polls that they do. And so they are incentivized to make things reportable. Interesting. I mean, other than like the, there's like the internal polling that the the various political organizations and candidates sure. do, and I imagine that operates in a little bit different way. But yeah, for like NBC News poll or whatever, like yeah, they want the NBC the works more with Marist, headlines, right? Like so, yeah. But it, it, you know, even the internal polls, yeah, right? They, you know, internal politically paid pollsters are incentivized to actually get big groups of people, right? Like, if you paid somebody, Rasmussen, for instance, $50,000, $100,000, $200,000 to run a series of polls, and they're like, yeah, we got nine people on this poll. You're going to be unhappy with them. Probably, right? And so then they're going to find people who are going to talk about it. And even internally, you, you end up biasing your polls based on samples because... Yeah, sample. You know, certain samples are hard to reach, and so how how you run a poll and then have it based entirely on nine uh, lonely eighty year olds, right? And then try to figure out how to project that to what do twenty five year olds think about uh, what's going on in the world, right? And if we talked about this anymore, then Adam Silver would come and tell us we're wrong, and then ruin our podcast the way he ruined five thirty eight. Anyway, and moving on, um, it's. I I, I don't have that much existential dread about it, about the polls. And the reason is the terribleness is not the polls. The terribleness is the situation of the people running. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like if you looked at the polls from last election, you know, uh, up until Biden winning South Carolina, his polling was terrible. And then he won South Carolina. And then suddenly it's a different game. Yeah. It's all going to come down to, I mean, as much as I hate it, it's going to come down to Biden, Trump, and what is your opinion of having an actual democracy that continues to survive? And how much do people take that seriously? And how many people are just like, ah, let's just burn it all to the ground. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <gasps> you just said that and it reminded me of something. So. Uh, there are some really interesting election cases, though, that will be impactful yes. um, in the next you know, 14 months. So first of all, New York. If, intrepid listener, you recall from the last cycle, New York's legislator, legislature, state legislature drew their congressional maps in such a gerrymandered way that even their own Democratic-leaning Supreme Court called the Court of Appeals in New York. Right. Interestingly. Confusing as hell, but go on. Rejected those maps. Yes. And used old maps that actually favored the Republicans. And so because of the sort of hubris from the legislature, New York, we lo- the Democrats lost three seats in New York in the House of Representatives that they should have had. Yeah. And so this was, this was not the kind of fuckery that you'd expect, like, nefarious. It was just idiocy. Right. Right? And so had this not happened, we wouldn't have Mike Johnson, which I'm still not sure is a real uh, person. I, exactly. I, just, I, it's, I only hear it in Bart Simpson's voice and yes. then immediately right. in Mo Sislak's voice. Yes. So, so that case 
is now again before the Court of Appeals, those districts are going to be redrawn, probably Democrat plus two for the current one. Yeah. And as an aside, because we don't have a specific a specific criminal section in this, we're spreading it out. Uh, uh, first man to walk on Mars and astrophysicist representative from New York, your best friend, Santos, has said he's not running for re-election. But he could be lying about that. That's true. <laughs> that's true, because he's running for president. Anyway, right. so that's interesting. Right? Um, uh, the second one, Wisconsin, another big redistricting thing. So if you recall... There was an election because they elect their Supreme Court justices, and this they, it is the Supreme Court there. One of the candidates, the Democrats, said, like, look, I, I think we should have fair districts. And at the time, there was a case making its way through the courts in Wisconsin about the gerrymandered districts inside of Wisconsin, which are, and I'm from Illinois, and I know our ger- districts are gerrymandered. For Democrats, but like the Wisconsin is bad. Oh yeah, it's bad. Ours yeah. are bad. They're worse. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't like the way ours are. De- I, I think we should have a, a, a nonpartisan yeah. commission. I would, yeah. If uh, overall we would all be better off if there was not gerrymandering and everything was balanced out pretty fairly. But until yeah. that day comes, I want Illinois as gerrymandered as possible to balance out the other as gerrymandered as possible uh, Republican leaning seat. Uh, states. We we should we'll we'll we should do an entire episode on politics as sports, and the zero sum game, and just talk about what we think it means to us. But anyway, the look, the Supreme Court in Wisconsin is going to come down on the side of redistricting Wisconsin to new maps that are going to be good for the House, going to be good generally, yeah, for democracy and. And here's the other thing about that. And you go like, okay, house is fine. But like, well, what else does that mean? It also means that in those districts, the way that the 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 elections are administered will be more fair. Yeah. Because, you know, the number of polling places, the number of drop boxes, if they have them, are all determined by the district. So having them more balanced is going to be better. Um, and sort of... In a side note to that, the Supreme Court there also ruled that the Republican legislature couldn't fire the nonpartisan administer of elections for the whole state. All good things. All good things. Uh, Michigan also just repealed a law from 1860-something that made it illegal to arrange transportation to the polls. Me, I was surprised that was so old. Yeah, but uh, Big Gretch, another another Big Gretch, Big W, Big Gretch, in Michigan. What next? What what's going on nationally? What well, do you think? Well, you know what? Actually, I realized one thing that we forgot on our little rundown here that I'm going to bring up uh, real quick is uh, the Voting Rights Act because there was a recent ruling by a panel of federal judges uh, that only the federal government, not citizens and groups, can sue. Yeah. Under a uh, under part of the Voting Rights Act, and uh, so this would apply to Arkansas, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, and right. South Dakota. And it found that only the U.S. Attorney General is able to bring a suit under Section Two of the Voting Rights Act. 
Um, and given that our Supreme Court is uh, very amenable to voting rights, I'm sure that won't be a problem. Yeah, it's a... And I don't want this to sound like a cop-out, but I'm... Whenever I read one of those articles, it's like, oh, and this applies to Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act, and like, oh, God, which one was that? Um, but what essentially this means is that in those cases where it's a, an individual voter or a few voters who say, I'm being disenfranchised yeah. by these laws, you can't do that anymore. Although, again, this is going to end up going all the way to the Supreme Court, for sure. Um, and it... It makes it harder for outside groups to file these cases. Right. Because it has to be with the Department of Justice. And so let's say you have a Republican president, then but you'll have four years states, of all the though. That's the thing. It's like a little bit like, okay, if you want to say like we're going to like, you know, it's not going to be three guys saying, hey, we've been disenfranchised. But like you were saying only the federal government can do it. Not even the states are allowed to do it. Yeah. So that's. It's very strange. And it, it goes yeah. back to, I mean, when we think about f the impact federalism has on the way our lives are run here, right? You've got states administering elections and creating laws for federal office. Yeah. Like, jurisdictionally, that's that can be very confusing. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, moving on from that... Uh, the guy we have to talk about that we don't want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, all right. So what do we want to talk about? So we got the vermin speech, which I, I feel like is, I, you know, I, falls under just sort of just creeping fascism, you know, our usual thing. But it is it is just very notable. Do you want to recap the vermin speech for I, our audience I, real quick? I, re I really perhaps, don't perhaps like to think about verbatim. it. Yeah. So, so essentially <laughs> the speech that that the former orange guy gave, no, he's still orange, was really about the retribution he's going to take on people. Yes. And it, it used words, specifically words like vermin. We're going to remove the vermin from politics, yeah. from this country. I mean, that is, that is not just yeah. echoing, echoing the language that was used by, by Hitler, but it, it's the real words. And I, and I, I hate to overstate it, right? I hate to be like, oh, my God, Hitler, right? But, like, at the same like, time. That's, that's the language that comes choices. out every single time there's any kind of, like, mass atrocity. Like, oh, they are cockroaches. They are vermin. They're... It is dehumanizing language. Yes. And the question is, who are you de dehumanizing? Is it, yeah. you know, minorities? Is it... But in this case, it's Democrats, yeah. right? Like, and look... That is terrifying, and I don't know why that's not more terrifying for for more people. I think it, I think a lot of it is people just don't really. I mean, honestly, a lot of it is people just aren't paying attention to it. But you know, right. I mean, We're, granted, if I didn't have this like neurotic need to like be aware of what's going on in politics to feel like I have some influence over it, I'm gonna drink a beer now. Yeah, hang on. Um, you know, I get it. I would much rather watch. You know the. Uh, 007 reality series, uh, which is like pub trivia meets like, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Um, oh, my God. That sounds amazing. It's, no, it's pretty good. Um, 
much better than like trying to focus on like everything that's going wrong in the country and like the possibility of like fascism and like like the 2025 project or I forget what it exactly it's yeah. called, but this whole notion of like they want to like remove the barriers between political appointees and normal civil servants in our federal government. And you might think, well, okay, so they can get rid of the dead weight. Yeah. Let me give you an example of how this was done before. Um, Chicago, under the original Mayor Daley, this was the system we had. This was patronage, where people were hired based on their connections to politics and fired based on their connections to politics. And you could bring in anybody you wanted based on who, what their loyalty was to, I don't know, Trump would be the example well, here. And right now, they have hired Oracle to start compiling social media profiles on their potential group of appointees. Yes. So Oracle is being paid a ton of money to just pull data together, use machine learning. Yeah, I'm feeling ever better about our, our who's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to be the most loyal subjects? I believe IBM did that in Nazi Germany, right? That was their their gig. I forget. So the other things, look, uh, we've talked about this before. There's always so much legal stuff. We could talk about it, but we're not lawyers. There are great podcasts who do it. Um, I recommend Legal AF is good. The Jack podcast is great. Um, the uh, cleanup on aisle 45 is great. Um, really good coverage of that. Uh, there's another podcast with a former uh, federal prosecutor in Illinois native uh, who ran for Illinois Attorney General Renato Mariotti. Also explains these things very well. Um, I should remember the name of that. I can't. I apologize. Um, but I, I pay so much attention to all these, partially because I love the law. I'm very interested in it, but also because I think it matters. And I look across all these cases. And first of all, like, I remember having to wait for a court date for a traffic ticket. And I was pretty stressed. Yeah. Could you imagine sitting around and you're just like, uh, uh, I got court today. Somebody's got court today. Which one is it? I don't. I don't know. Is it the criminal one about Stormy Daniels uh, or civil one about I me mean, defrauding people? Uh, God, it was it the criminal one about documents? The criminal one about trying Honestly, to overthrow the... I don't commit crimes just because I don't want to deal with the like Google Calendar math of trying to like make yeah, that that's, work. Yeah, that's it. It's just that's, a hassle. It's just a hassle. I got enough going on. So, so the things that I thought were the most interesting in the last couple of weeks, one is in the New York civil city civil fraud case, and this is all about... You know, really boring stuff around reporting different valuations of things to different people and benefiting that in terms of interest rates on loans and how much you pay for insurance and, again, boring stuff like that, but things that end up, you know, saving an organization hundreds of millions of dollars. And we're into the part of the case where it's all about the defense and the defense Donald, the, the Trump organization, Donald Trump and his kids are bringing in these expert witnesses to talk about why Give it was me mind, okay. He's already been found guilty. In one of the five yeah, yeah. cases, yeah. But, and it, this is to a judge. It's yeah. just a salty old New York judge. Right. Like probably, yeah, just, just a total, you know, there's no reason to do anything but be very cut and dry about facts and evidence. But yeah, they're going to bring people in who are so bad 
at their job as being witnesses. There are people who are brought in as witnesses, like, look at all of the things that they've published about valuations, about appraisals. And then they start asking them questions on cross-examination. And they'll ask them, like, hey, you just said this, and in this article that you published last year, you said the opposite. Yeah. Please explain that. The guy's like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't re- being paid as much. To yeah, write I don't that remember article. writing that. <laughs> I, that was really an answer. I didn't write that. Somebody else wrote that I for me. I was drunk at the time. What I do mean, you want? <laughs> oh, hey, you said that it's fine to val- you can you can change the the number of stories in a building if you want. That's fine, right? Do you know how many stories there are in 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 a forty Park West or whatever? No, I have no idea. Oh, so why would you say that it's fine to change the number of stories? I don't know. Is it okay to quadruple the square footage and like count closets and maybe a roof? Well, no, but but you just said it was okay. Like, just the worst witnesses, and I I can't understand if it's just to make it seem like they're fighting. I, I don't I don't understand. It just seems like flushing money down the toilet. Um. So there's that. The second thing was, and this is maybe the biggest thing that came out. The indictments in Washington, D.C. that Special Counsel Jack Smith brought did not include anything around the insurrection directly, right? Like, it's not like Enrique Tarrio or others who are charged with seditious conspiracy. And people were kind of like, well, what the hell? Are we just dropping that? Are we leaving that alone? But in a series of filings and counterfilings, the government kind of said, like, just so we're clear, we will prove at trial that Donald Trump was responsible for the insurrection and the violence that happened at the Capitol. And that is a, a That'd be neat. big I'd like flippin' that. deal. You don't need to mark that because I said flippin'. <sighs> Sorry. But it's a fucking big, big deal. It's a big deal. So, yep. <laughs> and I, I think that this is... Again, it's important. You know, if the trial happens when it should happen, um, it'll be good to remind everybody the facts of the case. And and sort of tied to that, the bonus thing is that, you know, in federal court, you can't broadcast things. It's not like Georgia where you get to see the lawyer for Misty Hampton saying, yes, I released the videos of the proffer sessions from the people who pleaded, pled guilty. Yeah. Also, go ahead and watch those. They're amazing. <laughs> um, you're not allowed to broadcast them. But some media organizations sued yeah. and said, hey, we should be able to have cameras in there. And there were hearings and filings on this. And this is great. The government, as you do, as you're supposed to do, you know, you kind of call the other side and you say, this is what our filing is going to be about. Do you have an objection to this filing? Do you have a position? We just want to know, common courtesy... And the Trump lawyers were like, no, we don't care if it's broadcast or not broadcast. So the government stuck with their longstanding tradition. We don't want to broadcast. And then the Trump lawyers came back and was like, it is a travesty of justice not to show the American people. The American people. Yes. This trial. Yes. Like, just being (laughs) idiots. Um, I would love for it to be broadcast, just to be clear. Mm -hmm. I would like to see all this. Maybe just the opening statements. Let's get that. I just want like a really bad sketch artist to do really bad sketches of Trump that really piss him off. Remember, like the opposite of what was going on with uh, the the 
what, what trial was that recently? That one where he's like, they had like the beautiful sketches of the guy. It was the Bankman Freed. Oh, yeah. 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 Who's in jail? Who's in jail now? So, um, well represented. Yeah. In I mean, we don't even have our crypto bros in jail thing because we could talk about. Anyway. I was uh, like, that'd be a long list. Yeah. But uh, related to that, tying yes. those two things together, yes. when Don Jr. was testifying in the silver fraud case, he looked over at the sketch artist and said, please try to make me look sexy. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if I was that sketch artist, I'd go exactly the opposite way. Like, he'd be the most troll-looking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, uh, uh, Congress, anyhow. though. Congress. Hey, hey no, so what, we're, we're two weeks things. into... Uh, Doing things. My Johnson... The yes. K is silent. One thing I realized that we were missing on our agenda that I uh, threw in here. Uh, they're releasing the tapes of the uh, January 6th insurrection. Oh. Uh, Mike Johnson, now that in flexing his power, has decided that they're going to release those. There's all sorts of conditions about how you, like, you have to like, go to a place to watch them. Some of it is not being released, but it's like 40,000 hours of video, yeah. which will inevitably allow Fox News and various related I, outlets to come up with their own, like, slicing here, of, like, this here's a bunch of people doing nothing. Here's a bunch of people doing nothing. It was all nothing. Here's why I disagree with you. All right. Tucker Carlson already had these tapes. McCarthy gave them to him. Yes. And yes. That, that went away. He had, he had complete access to all of this. Yeah. And if, they were, if there was really anything exculpatory. Oh, I know there's not. I think what it's really going to turn about out to... I'm what the propagandists do with it, who have I, I think more what, of a video team than What happens more Tucker. likely is that the uh, more people see them and recognize their neighbors who haven't gone to jail. <laughs> and are like, <laughs> that would be pretty good. Hey, look, it's Chad. They're all named Chad, as it turns out. Apologies it, to everybody who's named Chad, by the way, who's listening to our podcast right now. That's nobody. There are zero Chads. No, no, no Chads. Guaranteed. Chad, if you're listening... Uh, I'll buy your beer for a week. Just let me know. Rate us on iTunes and tell me. <laughs> so, uh, and the, here's the other interesting thing. He decided he was going to push a clean continuing resolution. Yes. To fund the government. They had all the tomfoolery about like, oh, we're going to defund the IRS or, you know, yeah. defund things through, you know, to keep the government open. But then it was just like, nah, nah, here's just a, a, a clean CR. Which is the thing that McCarthy got ousted for. Yeah. So. So. What's old is new again. Or what's new is old again. I forget how it goes. We'll see. It's all the same. If he stays, you know. I mean, can they oust? Here's one thing I've not gotten any clarity on. Can they oust him again? Because, like, the thing with with the previous uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin, uh, was that there was a special, like, writer where they could say, all right, any, like, one person could say it's yeah. over. So the house rules have not changed. Okay, so any one person can still yes. say it's over. And cool. any one person can move for a vote to vacate. Okay. Anybody. Yeah. It'll be Anybody. fine. Everything's fine. Anybody. Um, yeah, so in all this, uh, there was the funding that uh, Biden has put in for trying to get Israel more funding, Ukraine more funding. That's stalled out. Uh, really nothing going on uh, the, other than the, you know, avoiding a government shutdown. Uh, but we're talking about impeachment again because of all those crimes that have happened, I guess. 
Um, they've got a subpoena out there for Hunter Biden's prosecutor, uh, Leslie Wolf. Obviously, Hunter Biden himself, many other people related to this. Uh, no official, like, deciding to file uh, impeachment no. yet. They'll never get the votes. And, you know, yeah. And will they ever get the votes is the question. And even if they get the votes to start impeachment, couldn't they get the votes to actually convict? No. Probably not. And, and you know, the, the folks that the Republicans have chosen to put on TV to talk about this are so confused about life. Yeah. Um, I, they clearly don't have a plan. I, and again, I, I always feel like the Republicans are dogs who don't know what happens when they catch the car. Oh, yeah. Right? So, I, again, I'm not... Oh, oh we, kicked, we kicked him out of office. We kicked the, the, the Speaker of the House out of office. Cool. What are we going to do? I, 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 we, didn't, uh, uh, we didn't think it was going to happen. We're going to make up a guy who doesn't yeah. exist and then um, elect him. And at the same time, Hunter Biden has now sued a number of news outlets and individual people for defamation, which, honestly, I've got to say, I love and hate. I hate because I don't think it should happen. I love because this is the, the, the Trumpian kind of mega playbook yeah. being used against them. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah. I think we should take a break. I think we should, too. You want to talk about your beer? Um, I'll talk about our beer after I get back from the break. Got break. We'll take a break. Let's break. So we're here at Metropolitan. We're going to talk about beer before we talk a little bit about the 14th Amendment um, and maybe some chainsaws in Argentina. Metropolitan, as we said, makes some really good German-style beer, um, and and we all know I'm I'm a hop guy. I don't like to be able to see through my beers. Yes. Um, the closer to milkshake, the better. Sometimes you know, I, but really like what I've got today. I'm I've been drinking the Crankshaft Kolsch, which is a, a long-standing classic. It's one of the ones. One of the few Kolsch's or German beers that I often have in my own fridge. I, it's amazing. Yeah. Really, really tasty, clean, great finish. Um, the last time we were here, I had their Fest beer, which was super, super good. Um, uh, and I can't recommend it enough. Like, I'm, I'm going to buy a bunch of this uh, in the next couple of weeks. And kind of store it in a cool, dry place. Yes. To bring out on occasion. Let let, let it linger. Yeah. And what I've, do you have? You have the Arc Welder, right? Yes, the Arc Welder, which is their Dunkel Rye. Um, it yeah, is Dunkel, right? Um, I was just thinking about like the original beers that I remember from them: the the Dynamo, yeah, um, Flywheel, Flywheel. Uh, Still like Flywheel. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was. I remember seeing the the first couple of beers from them, and I was like, "Is it cycling re- related? Is it?" And then you see it's all machine related, and yeah. Um, I and the the vibe here, they've got these robots that they've built with yeah. you know sheet metal and, and it's a playoff of Metropolis, the, yeah. the movie. I'm assuming yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the German movie, right? It was I. You know, I guess. Oh. The black and white, old school. Yeah, right, right, right. Silent. They weren't talking in German. I, well, no, they weren't. But the uh, 
the director was German. Didn't know this? I didn't know this. So it's a 1927 film. Sounds right. Like I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, everybody's seen it. And if you see the vibes here, you'll recognize some of those things. So it was directed by Fritz Lang. um, Yes. Who was a, a very famous... German director. Which I knew that for some reason, but then like didn't occur to me that's a German name, but it apparently is. <laughs> right? Fritz <laughs> Long. Sure. Could could be any place. Um, but but they've got the whole vibe. Um, I, I, I'm gonna miss these beers. I'm gonna miss hanging out on the on the deck out here over the river. Yeah. Um because I, I really like that it was kind of bring your own food, and they had, you know, very dog and family friendly. So you'd always see babies, you'd always see dogs, um, and a good view of the the river and the fake coyotes yes. on the uh, on the dock down That's there. That's right. So if you can, like we said, you know, come get one last get some, uh, pass. Also just this. support your local brewery. Uh, these guys are. These folks are, are really struggling right now. Because if you don't do it, who will? Yeah. Who will? And, and I've got one little, you know, my last bit. Um, this is a spoiler to keep you to the end. I've got a bit of good news on the brewery front when we get to the end. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, is that a tease? Like it keep, is a tease. Keep the audience listening because then we can get them to listen to more of our sponsors and... Wait, we, we, we don't have sponsors. Why? Okay. We'll, we'll wait anyhow. Well, that's what I heard. That's what somebody told me I should do. So that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. So teach you at podcasting school. Uh, yeah, exactly. So anyhow, uh, brings us to international news. Uh, so what do we got? We got, uh, you had something about, yes, okay. Yeah, I you moved, moved it, it around. All right. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Israel and Palestine. Jesus. No pun intended. No pun intended, G. Wow. I mean, that's uh, the only thing I can say, actually. Yeah. That's totally, that's a very neutral statement in this case. Right. Uh, so more members of Congress are starting to come out in favor of a ceasefire. Um, various uh, people have talked about having some conditions on any funding for Israel. Uh, you know, there's been talk of a possible, like, ceasefire, a humanitarian pause is the term that's been used. Um, possible hostage exchange with, uh, you know, Hamas releasing uh, people that they took from Israel and Israel releasing prisoners that they took from from Palestine. Um, overall, it seems like a subset of the total people who have been uh, yeah. been uh, captured on both sides. And and so right now, the death toll in Palestine is reported oh. around thirteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, and that's, you know, we still don't know about people in collapsed buildings and things like that. Sure. But it's pretty, pretty. It's asymmetric. Grim. And we're, uh, what's what's was interesting in the last week is, you know, Israel is is clearly trying very hard to give people information about. You know, the evidence they have that Hamas is using hospitals as cover, um, schools as cover. Um, and that's, I mean, I think that's a big theory of the case for the Israeli strategy. Um, and it's keeping in mind that Israel has a fairly long history about, you know, 
putting out false information about these I, things. Um, every country does. Every country does. And I mean, this is the fog of war. And, and yeah. you know, and ultimately everybody's trying to win both a military war and a PR war. Um, and uh, the Palestinian, Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority this week was like, you know, that music festival thing? Nah, that never happened. And they just go like, uh. <laughs> like Well, yeah, like, no, it, uh, it clearly did happen. Like, yeah. that clearly happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't have to lie. It's, well, it's, it, yeah. it, and it just, it, it, it makes. And this is, you know, and it adds to why it's hard to talk about things is because, you know, it's hard to get a real good sense of, like, yeah. what is the reality on the ground? We know some of the reality of things. And I think, like, you know, and you can you can sense if you're if you're paying attention to this, the DJ and I are probably not entirely aligned on this. But I think where we where we absolutely agree is that we want peace. We want this to end. We want people to be able to yes. live their lives no matter where they're caught up in this conflict. And I think it's like however we get there, like let's get there sooner rather than later. I, well, I think that's just it. And you know, to me it is you know, when there are undisputed facts about having to move, you know, babies and in incubators, right? Because there's not enough fuel for the hospital's generators to work. Like that, that tells me that there is a situation that could be fixed. Yeah. Um, you know, Israel is not a third world nation. the 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 situation in Gaza is a choice. Yeah. By multiple sides. Yep. Um, and it can still be tragic either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's easy to sort of wind yourself up in a, but they did this and then they did this and then they did this. Sure. And like, and, and the reality is, is like f- all of that. Like the reality right. is that people, there has to be a recognition that y'all are living in this place and you have to find a way to live together yeah. and, and whatever that is, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Not that that's, not that it's simple, but it isn't easy, if that makes right. sense. Let, um, let's lighten it up and talk about China. Woo, China! Actually, like, like I'm like seeing all this stuff coming out of China. I'm like, oh my god! Like, you know, we've been like all like this a, stuff with like we're not going to let them have our our chips and the AI and and all this stuff and like really like some fairly aggressive policies toward China. And then suddenly it's like, well, relations seem to be warming, and there's a deal on climate change, and there's restoring military to military relations. Like, okay, maybe we aren't going to try right. to blow each other up. That'd be neat. Yeah, like Biden met with Xi, had a conversation, like six hours, seemed to go okay. They came out with some framework for some agreement. Hey, we're going to keep talking about these things. Yeah. Biden was like, yeah, he's a dictator. She didn't complain about that. Like, that's a big sign. Right. And I do wonder how much of this has to do with, like, the Chinese economy, like, teetering right now because oh, right. of real estate. And and there's a, I could go into a whole thing about that. We are not going to do that. That's yeah. on our related drafts <laughs> economics politi- podcast, I guess. But, but, but the, thing, um, the thing about Biden coming out and saying, yes, she is a dictator. And she not coming back with a big, like, there was not a big backlash from them. Right tells me that two things one that was discussed probably not 100%. directly between them yeah um, and two she feels like it is advantageous for him for there to be some pushback against China 
And that is a that is a big deal in my yeah. mind about shift yeah. in thinking. And just like you said, economy, you know, Evergrande, not not good, much better than yeah. Ariana Grande, but like some craziness there. Um, oh man, their real estate market is. <laughs> There's a great Planet Money podcast if you're if you're into that sort of thing, where they talked about like the the like roaring times of the Chinese real estate market, and it's hilarious. Like people just giving away you know million dollar things for you know no they're not bribes. They're just you know polite considerations or whatever. Like it's 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 Ooh. hysterical. Um, and then, and then, you know, so that was, so we, we were kind of sandwiched this is like, we start off with the bad, we go with the good. Now we're back to like the bad Argentina, Argentina. I mean, again, we should always say that everything we talk about is only funny because we don't want to cry. Yes. Right. So Maley is this guy. I, I love He's Javier Maley. Sorry. I should have said his full name. Um, I love the way that he's described. You know, people are like, uh, he's a libertarian economist. I've heard anarcho-capitalist. Like, yeah. This guy. Lunatic. Lunatic <laughs> is the right, the right word. His whole campaign was like, we got to oh, get rid of everybody. We got to get rid of, like, we're going to get rid of the peso. We're going to go onto the dollar. We're going to fire everybody in the government. He was talking about cutting things so ferociously his campaign symbol was a damn chainsaw yeah. like he was out there with a chainsaw yeah all of the time um and you know i guess where i come at this is never underestimate the power of the to burn the shit down vote like right. i feel like that's what this is is like and, and i don't know he's crazy he's obviously crazy but hey this isn't working for me burn right. it all down well, and there was some hope because in the general, uh, the he finished second. Right. But he finished second to the person who was the finance minister in yes. the previous. So he got that guy got crushed. Um, I I love you know the immediate reactions from you know the outside world. Like China was like, he said some bad things about us, but I guess we'll work with him. Yeah. Like, uh, fascisty kind of people were like, all right. Mexico was like, this is something we don't think will help. It was an own goal. <laughs> <laughs> and for his own part, he immediately started by effectively declaring war on Britain by saying the Falkland Islands are ours and we want them back oh, right now. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> UK is like, yeah, let's bring it. <laughs> also, well, he was a huge fan of Mar Margaret Thatcher. Okay. Which sure. is also interesting because Falkland's War happened during her administration. 100%. Like, and was a wag the dog kind of situation. Yeah. But here. Um, I just said that out loud, and that's so wild to me now that I, I think about it. Because he is obsessed with his cloned dogs. Yes. He has all these dogs. He's obsessed with them. Like, yeah. And we talked about this before. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, his dog died. So he has other dogs that are his yeah. dog. Wag same, the same cloned dog. dogs. Same dog. Like, 
we live in the future, and the future is really weird. <laughs> it is. It is really weird, and we're not even talking about again crypto bo- boys going to to jail, right? Or ChatGPT. Oh, the overthrow their... of the ChatGPT CEO. We didn't yeah. get into that no. because that's not that's not our jam. No, not not, not our care. jam. Nor is don't care. Or Elon Musk saying like, "You're absolutely right that the Jews are trying to bring immigrants in to get rid of white people." Wait, what? And then now suing show, media matters. Now when I see people share Twitter posts, I just don't. Like, if there's something that's like I'm supposed to click through to a video or whatever, like, I just I no. just don't. Like, no. nope. It doesn't exist anymore. Not going to happen. Um, so, but so, should we talk about Chicago? I mean, let's we, talk about Chicago. Since from we're the here, beginning of our podcast, we used to have a This Week in Crime in Chicago Politics yes. as a segment. Ed, I've got a great hat. Burke, his trial's going on, man. He yep. selected a jury. A jury. Yep. And it has been amazing so far. Because, like, you're, if you're not in Chicago or you're not paying attention, like, the shit that goes on in Chicago politics, it's not... It maybe isn't what you'd expect. It's all these little influencing of things, you know, trying to get patronage, you know, trying to use your position to influence others in hopefully ways that fly underneath the radar. It's, yeah. it's, you know, the good ones are pretty sophisticated about it, right? So we heard this great testimony about somebody from the Field Museum, which is, you know, Natural History Museum here in Chicago, home of Sue, the T-Rex. That's right. Who, you know, they were trying to raise admission prices, and that has to go through the city council. Ned Burke was the chair of the Finance Committee, which... You know, there are two super important committees in the, in the city council. There's finance and there's rules. The rules committee is where people send things to die because you can get them stuffed there and they'll never come out. Yeah. Finance, obviously, power the purse. And so they were trying to get an increase improved, or, uh, approved. And uh, Ed Burke's niece had applied for an internship at the Field Museum and it was turned down. And so I had a conversation with this person, and she's like, I took it as a threat. Like those words. I took this as a threat that if his niece didn't get a, a spot, that yeah. we would never get out of the finance committee. Yeah. That is, that is nice work, I mean, that's, Ed Burke. That's old school, daily yeah. grade politics right there. So, yep. And then the other one was the, the Burger King scheme, TM. Which is the thing that kicked this all off, right? So uh, a, a couple of people owned a bunch of Burger Kings across the Midwest, including in Chicago. And Ed Burke was uh, encouraging them to use his law firm to do their property tax appeals so that he would approve or endorse the permits they needed for some changes. Yes. And we're into that now. Yep, yep. Just amazing. And, and the thing I need to understand is why they don't call that the Burker King scheme. I mean, it's perfect. The Ed Burker King. It does King. seem obvious, yes. It does, it does seem <laughs> obvious. So he's going to go to jail. Yeah. Uh, all yeah the jurors so. are all from the suburbs. So does that help him? Does it hurt him? Oh, I think it hurts him. Okay. Because like, they're the just not used like, to that level of corruption. They're like, what the hell, man? Right, unless they're from Cicero. Right, um, but it's like, like yeah, <laughs> or uh, Rosemont. Uh, Ro- oh Jesus, Rosemont. 
Shout out to our listeners in Cicero and Rosemont. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, so that's that. Um, uh, weird news. Um, the yellow line ran into a plow truck. And you're sitting here thinking, but the yellow line doesn't actually exist. I know. I know. It but does. it still somehow ran into a plow truck. Do you know what it is? You know, I don't know that it exists. Why? Because it's called the Swallow. The Skokie Swift. That's right. Skokie Swift. Skokie Swift. Because it runs from Howard, the end of the brown and purple, or red and purple lines, to Skokie. Yes. Yes. The Swift. I've been on it. It's a Swift. To go to Skokie. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. It was lovely. Had a delightful time. See the Swifties up there? Heard some wonderful acapella music. Yeah. It was weird. No, I'm telling you, though. It's the people who ride it all the time are called the Swifties. Are they? I assume so. I don't. Okay. Know. All right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So, Travis Kelsey so, rides it so all that the time. Happened. Like I didn't. I didn't hear about this, and I see yeah. an email from my my state rep, and it was like, "Yes, I met with them talking about this yellow line." I'm like, "What? What? Okay." Anyhow, glad I wasn't on that train, but apparently several people were injured. Like, all I right. mean, it plowed into the back of that. Thing, it did. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ha ha. Absolutely. Ha-ha. And into it. other local news. Uh, we passed a budget. Seem to go through fairly smoothly. Sixteen point six a billion dollars. Uh, I mean, one hundred fifty million for asylum seekers. They eliminated a five hundred thirty-eight million shortfall. Invested mental health care. Five million for people returning from incarceration uh, to help them like get back into society. Five hundred thousand for a study around reparations. No new taxes yet. Yet. I mean, there will be. There will be. Yes. I, I've, got some, I've had some great conversations with people who are uh, tying to the next thing, running for uh, Cook County Board of Assessor. And if you live in Cook County, this is a big deal, right? Because Cook County has to pay for a certain amount of shit yeah. with taxes. If Cook County collects, you know, $2 billion less from say corporate real estate that's got to come from people who are in non-corporate real estate yeah um so uh, the assessor's office is huge and that ties into this next thing which are petitions are due we've got primaries in march for all the the sort of local elections you may have seen it walking around the city some some person standing out there with a clipboard soon to be standing out there in the frigid cold asking you to sign something and you should sign something. Yeah. Well, no, you've got. But then it gets complicated about you sign this, but yeah. then you can't sign this, and it gets. But weird. there's only but a like, week and a half left. But there's so, only a week and a half left, so you're so good. The uh, b- December third uh, is the last day that they can turn in yes. petitions. Yes. Um, so then you'll see people out there just saying, trying to get you to vote. Yes. I've signed for a couple of judges. I haven't seen anything else cross my path. Oh man, the judges, the judges. But uh, that's a big deal here in Chicago, right? We've got a lot of things up. Uh, all of the uh, committeemen uh, or committee people uh, in the wards are up. Uh, uh, judges are always up. There's a lot of slating going on, a lot of jockeying. Um, we've got uh, Water Reclamation District, everybody's favorite. You've got the assessors, uh, the, the Board of Review. Those are up. Um, I pay attention to those. We're going to talk about them a lot yes. uh, because March is a primary but is effectively the end. Right, because most of those are uncontested seats. Yes. So, yep. Um, keep an eye out. We don't for those have folks. Republicans. It's true. 
Except for uh, in the 45th Ward. Right. Where your alderman and the person running for uh, running for the committee person is also a Republican. Okay. Well, sign those petitions. Stay safe. Enjoy your turkey. Yes. Root for the Lions on Thanksgiving. Okay. That's an official draft politics endorsement of the Detroit Lions. The Green Bay Packers. Oh, okay. So even if you're a diehard Chicago person, you agree with this statement. Yes, that's true. That's true. All right. Stay safe, everybody. Stop by Metropolitan before uh, they go. Or your local brewery. Or your local brewery, as the or case and. may be. And your or. Why not all of them? Yeah. You got a couple extra days. Porque no los dos. Right. Have a good time, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.